we got to go talk to Steve Austin. And he's like, what? Who are we fighting? He thought I was telling, let's go fight some people. And he was just coming. He's like, okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves, and much to the chagrin of many, I am back, I am alive, I am well, and I am stoked. I am still feeling my Hawaiian vibes. I'm a little bit laid back. I'm going to need some help this week with the heavy lifting. So, of course, I'm bringing out the big guns. Well, maybe not big guns, but guns nonetheless. He is the head to my Sean of the Dead. The voice of NXT 2.0, Vic Joseph. Vic, what's the word, my friend? Well, not only are you stoked, are you back? You are married, my friend. What a I wedding am. it was. I am You're still glowing. Market. I am. Well, that's probably because of the uh, inordinate amount of sun I've spent, or the inordinate amount of time I have spent in the sun in the past uh, week plus in beautiful Maui, Hawaii with my bride. Uh, I'm tanned. My teeth feel white. Your hat's white. Beautiful hat. It's got flowers on it. I'm, I'm really feeling my aloha. I'm really leaning into the spirit of being relaxed and lazy, which was something I got to do for the first time in way too freaking long because immediately after the madness of WrestleMania, flew to Fort Lauderdale, got myself hitched, and then went to Maui. And uh, as you know, I have not been present for the past two weeks of Monday Night Raw, but that all changes this Monday. Shout out to Jerry the King Lawler for keeping my seat warm, holding it down. Always love to have the king around. And uh, in the event you haven't been paying attention over the past several weeks, we've dropped some goodness on our ATB feed, some amazing sit-downs, Vic, with APA, Ron Simmons, and JBL. And, of course, uh, I flew solo with the one and only Eric Bischoff. Always an honor and a pleasure to sit down with those guys. Yeah, that was an amazing time to sit with uh, APA, hear the stories. Some of the best stuff was stuff that didn't get recorded or it'd have to be edited too much to even be able to make air. It just would have been one solid bleep for about five minutes. But don't underplay Jerry Lawler because, look, you have a tough, tough seat to fill. You probably aged Jerry by 10 years in just two weeks for what he had to put up with. I age myself. I age myself for three <laughs> hours every Monday. <laughs> I know what I'm dealing with. That's why I appreciate King willing to step up. You all right there? Uh, Yeah, I choked myself up. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, Get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Off of WrestleMania, you were there for the uh, Raw after WrestleMania, but man, 
Cody Rhodes coming back at WrestleMania. You and I haven't had a chance to talk about this the night after the ovation, the feeling, and then what we've seen the last two weeks from Cody Rhodes, who actually main evented Raw against our guest today, Kevin Owens. He's been a, a breath of fresh air. No doubt. Uh, one of my friends, a, a long time going back. I'm very, very excited and very happy to have Cody back in the fold. Isn't it crazy? It's only been a few weeks, but it feels like WrestleMania happened so far ago, so long ago, because it's already, uh, you know, adjust your sales, WrestleMania backlash right around the corner. The machine never truly stops, and we got to start looking ahead rather than looking back. It's absolutely wild. Yeah, if you're listening when this drops on Friday, SummerSlam tickets are on sale right now. When we're in Nissan Stadium, home of the Tennessee Titans, and we're already looking forward to the biggest party of the summer. But you're right, it's it's odd because think of everything that's happened in two weeks. Uh, WrestleMania, Raw's marriage that you just talked about. I mean, it's already felt like a year has gone by. I just yeah. missed you a lot. Well, I, I mean, you, you got to come to the wedding. Did you have a good time? Oh, man, me and your brother were... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can't even get into it because it'd be an hour in just itself. But whoever the drummer, uh, guitarist, singer, violinist, because he played every instrument by himself. That was multiple. He was people, amazing. Right? There, there were multiple people, but yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> there was a violinist. There, there was a violinist. No, I'm talking about the the actual DJ during like the uh, performance part, not a, the wedding. I'm talking drummer. about the after party. He was a drummer. He's a one man show. Shout out oh. to TL Jenkins. He was I awesome. Think I said it properly. What a what a time. We had a. It was small, but it was fierce. Oh, Fierce was a great word. That dude was, I can't get over how great he was. Yeah, it was a good time, man. I, it's supposed ah. to be a, a great day of celebration, and uh, it was. Great I food, too. Say. The food, I, I have no cry. complaints, man. I wept my eye. Let's talk about this, Vic, because I know you've been sitting on this for two weeks now. Cried like a bitch. I, I wept <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. Like sobbing, blubbering, ugly crying. I was, uh, listen, I, I was overwhelmed with emotions. It was a very special day for me. It meant the world to me to just yeah. have the, the the great crew of people, the very small group of people. And obviously, everybody very, very important to to myself and my better half. Uh, and, I mean, come on. And, and my kid, my kid's speech. Come on. Tell me, okay, if you so, didn't turn on the waterworks there. So I, I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't know exactly how much you, and this might get edited out of the show. But you had essentially three best men. Right. I, I didn't have to choose. Right. Yeah, I didn't want I don't want to focus on one though. Your son, when he grabbed the microphone and he was trying to stay so calm and cool through the whole proceedings, I saw him right before his speech. I said, You all right, bud? He goes, Vic, I gotta keep doing this. And he could just kept blinking his eyes so he wouldn't cry. And I was like, keep it in. You're you're doing good, buddy. You're doing good. What do you want to drink? I'll get you something from the bar. He said, I need a Shirley Temple. So we got him a little Shirley Temple, <laughs> handed it to him. He's sitting there. He's chugging it. He goes, all right. And he walks away thinking, okay, he's, he's good. Sit down. Meal's coming. Gets the microphone. And on his first word, that boom, over. And I was like, no, cash. <laughs> and my eyes are welding. I'm looking at a few others. I'm going to throw him under the bus because he made fun of me a few weeks ago. Baron Corbin, his eyes even got a little welt <laughs> underneath him. And he delivered this speech. Stole the show. Stole no the show. It was awesome. No doubt. Yeah, it was It was an incredible night. We're still reliving it. People still kind of sending their pictures in late. We're still waiting on pictures to be developed. Like, there's all sorts of wild stuff, in it, and we keep getting to relive it. Uh, I'm a lucky, lucky guy, man. Thank you for coming. Thanks to your, uh, your better half for joining and, and, you know, raising your property value for the evening. But, Vic, yeah. enough about romance, about love, despite the fact that it sort of overtook Monday Night Raw. Lots of wedded happenings not a lot of wedded bliss very weird isn't it? our truth by the way did jesus's work 
Did the Lord's national, work. National treasure. <laughs> he is a national treasure. Uh, look, that's that, that to me, everything that went on from your wedding to their wedding, I want to focus on our truth. That man has a new career, just marrying people. I know. Had I known a few weeks prior, I would have had truth do the uh, do the commitment ceremony. He, he's, then he's he could have sang. Oh, I mean, let's not, he could have. He could have he joined in with with the violinist or with the drummer. Uh, it could have certainly been interesting. Vic, I, I, not to derail myself, uh, but as you were talking and reminiscing, I was thinking about my favorite learning experience that I had on my honeymoon in Hawaii. I don't think we can talk about this on this yeah, show. No, no, no. No, don't worry. Everything's been well consummated. But I'm talking more about uh, the culinary line of life. Uh, I'm a big spam guy now. Are you a spam guy? I mean, I don't like it on the computer. I always delete the email. Have you ever eaten it? I'm talking about the delicious processed meat in a can. You would Spam. think, knowing um, knowing you, I would have habits yes. that I would be uh, a fan of the canned spam and all different sizes and flavors. I have never once in my 36 years of life eaten spam. Okay, well, I'm going to change that because I decided this past week that I love spam and it is the most versatile food product known to man. I what had is spam, spam? Spam, I don't know. I think it's related to ham. There might have some ham-ish qualities. Uh, regardless, it's very, very popular. Dare I say a staple of uh, the dietary needs of Hawaiians. It was available everywhere. I had it in omelets. I had it on sushi. Let me tell you this. Spam on a big bed of rice with a little little uh, nori wrapped around it. Brother. It sounds gross. The, the face you're looking, you're making right now is apropos. Because I was like, how how can this be? But when you, everything was an option, like, do you want that with spam? Like, no. hey, here's an ice cream cone side of spam. Boom. No. Love it. It's my new thing. I might go on a spam exclusive diet. Well, if you're listening to this right now, send us spam recipes because I would I will yes. try it. Okay. Well, let's talk about something that's that's not gonna make Vic teary-eyed and gag. Uh, that being our guest this week, a man who stole Many moments of yes, WrestleMania. Enough spam, Vic. All right. I was trying to just broaden your horizons. I was trying to, to open your mind and your taste buds to a whole new experience. But instead, instead of trying to help my friend enjoy his life just a little bit better, I'm going to welcome our very special guest to the show. How's that sound, Vic? You okay with that? I, I would love it. We need to get off spam. Okay, fine. No more spam after this moment, starting now. Vic, it is finally that time. Allegedly, our guest this week has once before appeared on After the Bell, but I'm not one to argue semantics. So for all intents remember. and purposes, for the first time ever on After the Bell, Kevin Owens. KO, what's the word, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Thank you so much for hanging out. I'm, I'm getting back in the saddle. I'm still getting warmed up. Had a couple of weeks away from the WWE universe. Uh, so forgive me if I'm tripping over my tongue. That's why he's still glowing, Kevin. I, I still got my, my my Hawaii vibes inside right now. <laughs> so I'm in a good mood. This is a rare occurrence. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Kev, it's a few, it's been a few weeks now. We are now a few weeks away from WrestleMania Saturday, where you stood across the ring from Stone Cold Steve Austin. What was going through your mind at that time? And now that you've had a few weeks to look back and reflect on what that meant, what did WrestleMania this year mean to Kevin Owens? Well, it's all downhill from here, really. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I admire the optimism. <laughs> I know. I, and I say that with the most like optimistic point of view I can have, really. Right. I mean that in a good way. It was really unbelievable. It's still unbelievable. Like I'll, uh, 
you know, sometimes I'll have my moments where I'll just, I'm not doing anything, you know, I'm just kind of sitting around and I'll just pull it up on my phone. And I'll specifically watch the moment where the ref rings the bell. And uh, I still can't believe it happened. It's really hard to process what happened, honestly. It's hard to put into words. Was it an instance for you? I mean, you've obviously done and accomplished so much in this business, but to sit there, I think there was a moment when you guys were still seated in your chairs during the KO show and Austin kind of flipped his head and you could see it in his eyes that Stone Cold was back. The Stone Cold we grew up knowing and loving and admiring, that intensity in his eyes, did that translate to you in that moment? Was it real then? Like, oh my God. Yeah, so I know the moment you're talking about too. It's when I say, and I, I watched that moment too. It's so weird. I watched the moment where I say, I'm looking for a fight. And it's funny because he t- that's when he like turns and gives me that glare. And when I say I'm looking for a fight, you see people behind him start standing up and you kind of hear the buzz. Man, like moments like that are special, you know? And um, another thing that I remember really well is uh, before, and this might have been caught by like a 24 documentary crew or whatever, you know, we have so many people documenting what's happening backstage during WrestleMania, camera crews and stuff. At one point, right before we went out, I caught a glimpse of him just pacing back and forth. He looked like a caged lion just ready to murder people. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is going to be wild. You know what I mean? And uh, it's really all very surreal. It's very hard to put into words. And that's so cliche when we talk about what we do, you know. But yesterday, actually, I, before I even knew I was going to do this with you guys, like I said, I don't know, I get these moments where I just start reflecting on my career. And I was thinking how crazy it was when I started with Cena and how people around me were like, this is unbelievable. Right. You know, one thing I'll always hear is you outlived any expectations any of us ever had for you. It's <laughs> a good problem like, you know, Well, you know, but the thing is, everybody, <laughs> like I'm not, you know, everyone knows you look at me. I don't fit the stereotypical WWE superstar. A lot of people thought they'd never take two looks at me. That's it. I got signed. That people were surprised by. Then I won the NXT title. You know, two months in, what the hell's going on? Then I showed up on Raw and attacked John Cena. Oh, now I'm wrestling Cena on a pay-per-view and I won. People were like, this is just not... Then I won the Universal title. It just kept getting bigger and bigger. Then I beat the out of Vince McMahon on TV. Like, everyone's like, this is... And now, somehow, it keeps getting talked. You started the interview by saying it's all downhill yeah, because you just I'm headlined saying. WrestleMania. But... But it's not out of the realm of possibility because now, by your own admittance, multiple times you've exceeded your own expectations. Don't, but I don't know what tops this. What can top <laughs> it? Like, you tell me. If you can figure one out. I would have said the same thing when you beat up Vince McMahon. I would have said the same I thing agree. when you debuted when you the Universal Championship. Like, the title. So that's the thing. Yesterday I was having this reflection. And I'm like, man, nothing like, just keeps getting, it just keeps getting crazier and I don't know, man. I guess I, the point I'm trying to make, I, you asked how I felt then. It's the same I feel now. I was in disbelief and I'm really just so grateful. I really can't. And it sounds so corny and it's not like a juicy answer, but man, that's really the truth. I'm so, so grateful for everything. I don't think it's corny at all. You know, I've known you for a long time. You've always been very honest up front. You speak your mind, whether people want to hear it or not. So I know I'll get a truthful answer here. What then yes, will you drive have too much you? Makeup on right now. <laughs> He's looking a bit ghoulish before you sign okay, on. Okay, guys, let's get back on track here. Thank you very much. What continues to drive then Kevin Owens? That's really funny, too, because I was just talking to Becky Lynch about this uh, a few days ago. Like, where does the drive, like, once you've accomplished, like, she main events at WrestleMania, too. 
She won the title. She won both titles at WrestleMania. First time women main evented at WrestleMania. She won that match. She won both titles. How do you top that? And the, I guess the, the basic answer is you don't look to top it. And, you know, I, I shifted my focus when I re-signed my new contract a few months ago. But, you know, it, it was an ongoing process for years because if, if you watch the documentaries they've, they've done about me on, on, you know, whether it's my DVD that came out a few years ago or the 365 or the Chronicle, all that stuff. One thing that always came back about me is that I was always worried about what's next and how to get better and how to get bigger and how to do like get get ahead and all this stuff. And because of that mindset, I lost uh, I lost out on a lot of really cool moments that I had, but I didn't appreciate them at the time because I was so worried about what's next. And uh, you know, Triple H when he came back, um, you know, when he came back into the public eye, I don't know how you want to put it. Like at WrestleMania, we had that talent meeting, and he was, you know, it was reported plenty like people talked about it online one of the things he said was that you guys need to enjoy these moments you know and after what he went through it's a whole new meaning when he's saying that because it's something you hear a lot of people say but it really doesn't you know nothing hammers at home until you hear somebody you have so much respect for which is what i have for honor you know say it after what he went through and it's the same thing Shawn michaels told me several years ago when i was going through it and having a hard time and wanting to do more. And I don't understand why I'm not doing more. And he's like, you just got to, you know, you just got to have perspective. And it's the same thing Vince McMahon told me when I've had the same talk with him, but it's hard. It's hard. But at some point in the last few years or last few months, I should say, because I've been trying on, like, I've been trying really hard to get that perspective and focus different on different things. But a few months ago, something clicked in me and WrestleMania definitely helped because I stopped worrying about how I'm going to, do bigger and, and get higher and, 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 you know, reaching for that top spot. That's so like, cause here's the thing. It's going to come. It's going to come. If you work, it's not even working hard. It's going to come if you're good enough. And I feel like I've been there and I've been here and I've been there and I've been here. And I was always worried about getting back up there when I was here, but it happened on its own. A few months ago, I, I just decided I was going to, my focus was going to be to just have a, a blast for the next few years, I have the time of my life. And since I shifted that focus, things have been better than ever. Talk to me about how you, how you shifted that focus. How were you able to get yourself mentally into that place? Because I mean, I I've seen you at TV and it's very, it's not uncommon amongst any talent. You get frustrated. It's part of the business. We had Dolph Ziggler on here about a month ago, talking about how he's been doing it for so long, but he's been able to maintain the grind. Um, what, what, did Kevin Owens do, or how did you arrive at that place before you signed your new contract? It's kind of funny that you bring Dolph up because uh, he's a guy I respect a ton. And, you know, I don't think I've ever told him this, but he's one of the guys that I would look at and think, man, I don't want to be like Dolph in the sense that he's so good. And he, I would see him so frustrated because he's so good. And he should, like, he feels like he should be doing more. And he was right. And I remember thinking, man, I don't want to be like that. Like, this is when I was first in 2015, 2016, you know? Right. I was like, I don't want to be like that. I want to come to work and, and I don't want to be frustrated all the time. But you guess what? When you're passionate and hungry and you know you're good, which is what he is, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Right. It's going to happen to everybody. If you don't go through that at one point, you're probably, I'm not going to say you're in the wrong business because that's cliche and I don't believe that. Maybe you just have a better perspective, but it's just, you know, the hunger to do more and to, 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 to be able to, to contribute to the show as much as you think you should or could, that's normal. But 
it's important to eventually find that perspective to be able to enjoy it because that's my thing. Like I was like, man, Dolph never really seems to enjoy himself here. And then that shifted. I've seen him now completely different. It is. He talked about how NXT has been like a great change of pace and, and a new... You know what? When he went to do that NXT stuff, I remember I watched the first night, he cut that promo on NXT and I texted him and he and I don't really text. We're not friends that way. But I texted him to some... That promo was unbelievable. It was a Dolph I hadn't seen in years. Right. And uh, he was like, yeah, it was really refreshing. And he said the same. like, this was... But even before that, I feel like his... His whole attitude and energy shifted. He seems to be enjoying himself at work a ton more. And uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know what really said. Like, I, I don't know what really a few months ago made it so that. So honestly, maybe signing the new contract helped a lot because now I know that, uh, you know, when WWE made it clear they wanted me to stay, I was like, OK, so now it's obvious they want me here. So now maybe it took some of the pressure off. I don't know exactly what a it is. A little bit of stability certainly helps. I, I, I yeah, I, see I mean, that. I can't, we can't even use that word because, you know, right. but still. Uh, <laughs> Hypothetical I, stability. <laughs> yeah, I, I, feel pre- I feel pretty confident in my, my position here. And I think that helped take the pressure off. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. But also, maybe it's just, I don't know, man. Maybe it's getting older. I don't know what it is, you know. I just know that for a long time, I really, uh, I loved my job but I didn't enjoy it because I was too worried and too frustrated because things weren't going exactly how I thought they should be going. And, uh, you know, also part of it probably is a lot of other talent would come to me to vent about their frustrations. And then I would talk to them going, yeah, but you look at it this way. And then when I would say, well, if I applied the same view that I'm telling them, because right. I, what I'm telling them is genuine. I think, this right. is, no, but look at it this way and look at it that way. And then I'm like, well, I should apply this to myself. Take your own advice. <laughs> yeah. And then I think, I guess, I guess that's part of what I, and then, like I said, it worked out because I just came off the biggest thing I'm probably ever going to do in professional wrestling. And uh, I did it just by having fun and being, being where, you know, being myself and it just all worked out. You know, tying into Dolph Ziggler, do you think the pressure coming off your shoulders and when Dolph went back to NXT and what you saw and what you've done over the last, you know, since signing your contract, do you think it's just because you're being your true self, you're being authentic? Yeah, I mean, I think I've always been, though, you know, and I think that's something everybody watching can really like the real if you watch from my time from when I started in NXT to now, there really hasn't been a lot of difference. I've never really changed That's anything true. much. That's true. You've been remarkably consistent as far as even from a character perspective. You know, that's really been the story of my career. And I don't know how many times people try to change me. And, you know, everybody meant well. Even, you know, you know the, the, my history with Jim Cornette, for example, is well documented about how we didn't get along. We butted heads when he was in charge of, of Ring of Honor when I wrestled there, all this stuff. He never meant, you know, as, as um, you know, he's not the most eloquent man. He, actually, he is very eloquent, but he's not. You know, he, he doesn't think it, through before he speaks all the whatever. time. Whatever, <laughs> I'm guilty of it from time to time. Yeah, yeah, especially on Twitter. But however <laughs> you want to put it, he, uh, you know, he meant well in a way. You know, he probably he probably hated what he saw when I went out there and wrestled because that wasn't his cup of tea. But when he would try to change me or whatever, he probably meant well. He probably thought this was the right thing to do. The point I'm trying to make is, for years, I've had people tell me what I should be doing, what they think I should look like, all this stuff. And man, I don't know if it's out of pure hard-headedness or whatever, like just, I just have to do it my way. I don't know what it comes down to. And maybe if I had listened, so that's the thing I was going to, just now I was going to say, maybe if I had listened, I would have gotten here quicker. I actually don't think that's the case at all. I think the reason I got here is because of who I am. And it took a while. 
but I'm here now and uh, I, I don't know how, how much higher I could have gotten at this point. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't think that changed, Vic. I, I think I've been myself for a long time. Uh, I just think, again, like my perspective on everything just kind of shifted and I'm just enjoying myself a lot more. Kevin, you're a guy that came in uh, to NXT from, as like an indie darling, so to speak, for lack of a, a better term. You, you and uh, trying to think of what to refer to him as, Sami Zayn, uh, when you guys arrived together. Obviously, your story is very, very well documented. You both just re-signed with WWE, but it's been very public knowledge that it, when your contract negotiations were going up, there's a lot of speculation. You've got a lot of very close friends in other places. Uh, what was it that really swayed you? to remain in WWE and what, what has been the thing that's kept you in WWE despite being sort of a favorite of that style, like versus your friends. Did that make sense? If I, the way I, I worded that? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, I love all those guys. We know sure. who we're talking about, you know, and uh, I'm so close to them still. So I talk to them fairly regularly. Uh, so it's not like I, you know, I haven't seen those guys in a long time and obviously I haven't been in the ring with them in forever. And I had a blast when I was in the ring with those guys all the time when I was on the independence. So there's definitely, there was definitely an appeal there to go back and hang out with those guys and be in the ring with those guys. That would have been sweet. But ultimately the thing that really sealed the deal is like Vince McMahon made it clear that he wanted me to stay. And a part of me almost felt like it's going to be corny and I'm sure some people are going to take this and dissect it and say whatever, but this place is like a family. It really is just like AEW is probably like a family for those guys as well. Right. And it's not just the other wrestlers and performers. It's the crew. It's everybody backstage, everyone that works behind the scenes. Like some of my best friends in this company aren't people you see on camera. You know, I, I just, it was really hard to picture myself not coming to work on Monday or Friday and seeing those people. And ultimately also, obviously WWE made me an offer. They wanted me to stay. And that just kind of, that just sealed the deal all of it together. Right. But yeah, it, it's not style. Like it wasn't style or anything like that. It was just, it just felt like it just the made best the most decision. sense for you. It just yeah. made the well, most sense. Completely respect that. Well, obviously I want to draw the comparison. I think Vic now just to, raised his hand. Like he had a question. And yeah, I'm a he, he wanted, he wanted I to jump in, in there. At this point. Yeah. I, the only <laughs> thing is I can just go, ahead, go like this and wait for the teacher to say, Vic, you can go. I'll go let ahead, the, Vic. I'll let the teacher speak. No, no, I'll, no, the it's floor your show. Yours, I'll, I'll just sit here. Please. No, I'm just the window dressing. It's fine. I'm always the bridesmaid, never the bride. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, 
gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. Stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So you're just talking about, you know, great friends everywhere else. Great friend of yours, a friend of mine, recently finally made it to Raw. Tommaso Ciampa. And I know it had to mean so much for you to have that interaction with him for his first quote unquote time on raw. Yeah. Uh, I'd ask him every week, are you called up? Are you called up? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, and then they, then I finally eventually was told, okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have this thing with Tommaso on raw. Cause he's officially called up. I was like, Oh, that's, that's great. It, you know, he's been around for several weeks now. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, he and I go way back as you know, um, he's been one of my closest friends in wrestling for a very long time. It's funny because I was just talking to Bruce Pritchard on Monday about him. One thing that, and I, you know, most people probably don't even get the chance to watch main event, but main event every week has incredible matches that people should go out of their way to watch. Especially lately. It's like um, they've been unintentionally quietly. Yeah. I feel it, like it's, it's been, been a while for a while. And Tommaso's working on main event almost every week. Right. And man, so, you know, he's got NXT exposure, obviously. A lot of people know NXT and a lot of people, but still, when you go out in that, arena for raw man sometimes 70 percent of the audience doesn't like know what nxt is but they don't really pay attention to it so they don't know who this guy is right he comes out to relative silence or he used to this time like last on monday he came out to a huge reaction but he's got matched he's having matches and people are getting behind him so much it's like i was telling bruce this is like special not everybody gets to come up that way with no fanfare no real, uh, you know, no real machine behind them. Just put them out there and see what happens. And crowds are really responding to them. Just very organically. Yeah. So that's really cool, too. That's like, uh, that's not something that happens for everybody so quick, you know. Now he's another one who's done it his way, too. Yeah. In, in yeah. all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, somebody else who made a major impact at WrestleMania, uh, someone who did sort of test the waters and left the nest for a while, but is now back in the fold. You had a match with him this past Monday on raw Cody Rhodes. Cody's a guy that I'm sure, you, you know, you've known for a long time. What does it mean to you to see somebody, the caliber of a Cody leave the nest, test the waters and then come back home, so to speak to WWE and, and be part of the machine again. You know, I've, I've told him this before, but I'm so proud of Cody. When he was here, he and I got close, you know, um, pretty quickly. And then he left, and that really sucked for me because I felt like I was really losing. You know, I, I have people in this in this business that uh, are really like more like brothers to me than than, than friends. That's really, and it's not everybody, but there's a, a close 
there's a few people out there, you know, that I consider more like family. Cody's one of them. So when he left, it was, it was a blow to me, you know, because uh, I figured, look, we're going to be so busy. We're barely ever going to see each other, which is true. We saw each other once the whole, or maybe twice the whole time he was gone. You know, when he was going out on his own, he was doing it because he felt this was best for him. Uh, he didn't feel like he was uh, being given the chance to, 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 to be what he could be, you know, in WWE. So he decided to bet on himself and leave. And, uh, you know, I, the only thing I did was, uh, he asked me for some sort of guidance because he had never been on the independent scene before. And I gave him the young bucks numbers. And I told him, can you guys take care of this guy? And look what happened. Mm -hmm. They really, they really changed the industry. They did. There's no denying. Um, so, and now, and then Cody went out, did that. And. You know, he didn't do it himself. He had a lot of help from a lot of people, but he was an integral part of that. And then he came back here, which I don't know as much, but I think that was always his ultimate goal. You know, as he was doing it, as, as things were progressing, he probably, you know, his probably mindset might have changed at some point, And he probably didn't see himself coming back at, at one point because he was doing so well. But then right. whatever happened, I don't really know. The opportunity presented itself for him to come back here. And he was able to do it and come back. And look how he came back. Huge spot on WrestleMania. He's been featured on Raw as a top star since. He's working with the top talent. That's what he wanted when he left. So he went out and did it. And he came back this way. Forced the machine's hand. Yeah, that's really incredibly admirable, I think. It's really really something. uh, Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. There's something to be said about that. So I'm really proud of him. And, uh, yeah, I think it's great to have him back. And another guy I know that you're very proud of, uh, you put it out on social media in the, in the wake of WrestleMania is your longtime friend, Sami Zayn, who had an unbelievable match at WrestleMania. Some people have said it may have stolen the show as far as people didn't have high expectations. This is jackass. This is Johnny Knoxville. I was watching it from the box, from a box Uh up, up at the arena, at the stadium. I was watching with Seth and Becky. And uh, we have other people in there, Lita, Trish, some other people. We're all watching. And it was so, so good. It's the only match that we all kind of stopped just talking and just paid attention to. Because we had, you know, there were kids in there too. Like, are there kids? But everybody just started because it was unbelievable. And I, man, this is going to sound really corny. But when we man came out from under the ring and started beating the shit out of Sammy. <laughs> oh my I God. Got, I got emotional <laughs> at the reaction. It was so good. People were so happy. And I know how hard he worked. For, Sammy worked for all of it. Yes. I, he had to fight to get it on the show. And then he had to fight to make it good because Johnny Knoxville is amazing. Yes. We met all those guys were incredible. But man, they don't, they're, not, they're not wrestlers. He worked so hard to make that happen. Man, dude, he got body slammed by Wee Man. It's, that was what I wanted to get how to. Did this, how did that happen? You were watching from the box. Yeah. The announcers have a little had a little corral area yeah. right below the hard camera. And I had a headset that I could listen to the commentary if I wanted. But during that match, I just stood up from the desk. Vic, you, you were there. I was I standing right behind you, and we looked at each other. And then we looked up, and the whole crowd went. <gasps> it was unbelievable, man. I got, I got to see Wee Man in the hotel bar that night after the show. And uh, I, I walked up to him and introduced myself and said hello. And I told him I was being completely honest. After two days of WrestleMania, aside from Austin's glass breaking, 
I don't think that stadium was as loud as it was when Sammy was about to be body slammed by Wee Man. That entire stadium was shaking. It was so much fun. That whole, like, I I, I texted the the producer. I texted uh, Sammy himself about that, about how much fun that match was. And I I got to meet Johnny Knoxville briefly the day of the show. And he couldn't have been cooler, man. He was, he was down. He's one of these guys that's here because he wants to be and loves it and has a lot of fun. What's your perspective now? Uh, Because I know you're a wrestler's wrestler. You, You paid your dues as much as anybody in the business. And there's always sort of been that stigma of the outsiders coming in, the the entertainers or oh, this music star. For a long time, that was a real hard pill for a lot of us to swallow, the wrestling purists. Has your perspective on that changed now that you had a chance to interact and see this? Well, so I never had that outlook. Oh, yeah? Um, I always welcome people from the outside coming in if they're cool. Okay. And, you know, some of them aren't cool. And as far as I'm concerned, those guys can just go back to where they came from. We don't need them. Right. But man, like uh, the the Jackass crew was unbelievable. <laughs> man, Logan Paul, people can say a lot about him, right? He's got this reputation. People have made their judgment on him, and a lot of them are not going to change their mind, and that's fine. But I've seen this guy firsthand ha- come in with a great attitude, wanting to do good stuff, and man, he works hard and he gets it. Nobody yeah. can deny that. Right. So, uh, like guys like that, man, like, like, uh, so I, I, I did interviews before WrestleMania and people were asking me like, if there's a celebrity that would like, who would you, if you could pick a celebrity to, to, to have a match with, like Sammy's doing this weekend, who would it be? And I remember, so he's my favorite actor, which is great. It's, it's, it's just, just happens to be a coincidence. But a few years ago, Matthew McConaughey came to a show and he was backstage yes. And, uh, you know, I didn't get to meet him because there was a lineup of people waiting to talk to him. So I didn't get to see him. I would have loved to say hi or whatever. But then I remember not long after that, he talked about how he'd love to do something in WWE. Man, and to me, and I don't know him. I don't know him at all. But to me, he seems like a kind of guy who would be coming in to do it right and have a blast. You know what I mean? Like people like that. Like I said, I'm assuming that's the mindset he have. People like that, to me, are welcome in our industry anytime. Well, I don't know if you know this, but we have this bad habit on this show of I was just going to say the same thing. Into existence. So, well, what do you think I'm trying to do? Listen to me. I'm all about speaking I, I love things it. Into Let me tell you. You want to talk about speaking things into existence? Let me tell you yes. how this match with Steve Austin at WrestleMania happened, okay? In 2005, I met him at an airport. My, my favorite wrestler of all time. See him at an airport randomly. I'm like, we got to go talk to him. And I told this story a little while ago. I was traveling with Sammy at the time. And I go... Uh, you know, Steve's over in the corner by himself. And I'm like, dude, come on. I don't want to alert him. I'm like, come on. We got to go talk to Steve Austin. And he's like, what? Like, Let's go talk to Steve Austin. So he follows me. He hadn't heard me. He goes, who are we fighting? He thought I was telling him, let's go fight some people. And he was just coming. He's like, okay. Anyway. So That's a good friend. That's yeah, a good yeah. Friend. He didn't know who we were fighting. But he thought we were going to throw down at the airport in 2005. He thought that would be a good decision. Anyway. So we talked to Steve. I asked him for advice. He gave me that advice. Never stop running your mouth. I took it to heart immediately. Several years go by. By that point, 2013, I'm a top indie top, guy, as, I, as humbly as I can say that. And I'm like, man, but I want to keep, I, I want more. And I'm listening to Steve Austin's podcast every week. And at the end of every week, he says an email that people can send questions in. And I'm like, you know what? I wonder if he remembers that meeting in 2005, probably not, but maybe I remind him of it. And maybe he'll invite me on the podcast. 
So I yeah, emailed them, told them the story, told them the story, thanked them. Sure enough, three days later, I'm doing podcasts with them. That was a huge deal at the time. When he announced Kevin Steen's going to be on my podcast, people came out of the woodwork telling me, like, this is unbelievable. Right. At the end of that podcast, he goes, I think WWE should take a look at this kid. I got my tryout three months later, which was our, things were already in motion, but I'm sure him saying that certainly didn't hurt uh, making it happen officially. Then I got signed. And then years went by and I'm like, well, everybody's doing power bombs. I need a new finishing move. What's the best finishing move of all time? It's a Stone Cold Stunner, in my opinion. Let me go ask Stone Cold if I can do it because it'd be a great finisher to have. And also, you know what? Maybe there's a chance he comes back to do something. And if he does, wouldn't it make sense that it's with the guy who's doing the stunner? I went You're thinking six steps yes, ahead, man. <laughs> bro, and it, it really all worked out. So, yeah, if we're speaking things into existence, WrestleMania 39, come at me, McConaughey. I'm going to f*** you all up. All right, oh, all oh. right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I hope that would be, that'd be fun to be a part of, man. Maybe we spoke yeah. something good into the existence. Oof. It is out into the public consciousness. Before I let you go, Kevin, as you look across the landscape, whether it be Raw, SmackDown, maybe NXT, um, who's got Kevin Owens' attention right now, Some you know, potentially between now and Mania next year? Oh, man. It's really hard to answer that question just because, like I said, my mindset has changed so much, and I just want to do fun stuff. But if I can pick anybody that I'd love to go up against besides the new people like you know i wear a mysterious shirts 24 7 365 i'd love to have a singles match against this guy never happened um i'd love to do something with edge uh you know on, on television we obviously had we had a match at madison square garden that was pretty surreal but i'd love to do something on television with him i'd love to have something substantial with randy orton i've never got like i've had matches with randy but we've never had anything big and intricate, you know, like we've never had a story. We've never had a, a, a match with a lot of, you know, like I'd love to do something like that with him. And then, uh, you know, there's always Roman. I feel like Roman and I have unfinished business. And I think what we did at the beginning of last year in the Thunderdome in front of no audience really had people talking. Yes. I cannot imagine what we could do in front of full buildings together. And, uh, you know, but like I said, it's so hard to pick because, man, I think what we're seeing now is so unbelievable. Like WrestleMania to me was so, God, how could I put it? Like everybody, so many of my peers and people I respect and love did so great. And you know, it wasn't the people like whether you go from Sammy to Seth to Cody to, to Becky and Bianca, it wasn't necessarily the people that were getting the huge spots on TV, but we all delivered. Like people like us, everybody I yes. just mentioned, and I can go on and on. Like we're the heart, we're the heart of this industry. And you know, I, 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 we, I I've heard people, uh, you know, make claims about how uh, some of like we don't know how to, we don't know how to get to the next level, and we people have to step up. Man, I don't know what world you're living in. We're all stepping up every single week, bro. We're all stepping up. So we're just going to keep doing that. And in that vein, there's so many people that I'd love to do stuff with on TV because we all work so hard and we're all so passionate. And uh, without us, there's no WWE. So. I love it, man. I love it. A rising tide raises all ships. And hopefully Matthew McConaughey's paying attention because he's <laughs> just been called out for WrestleMania next year by Kevin Owens. Yeah, we appreciate your time, man. You're always welcome here on ATB. Let's not wait two years next time. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, that's up to you. Or, well, I thought this was his first time on the show. I, I don't think I ever came, so yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, I don't know about you, but man, I, I know we've labeled him a liar in the realm of the WWE universe, but I appreciate the honesty KO brings, man, anytime he opens his mouth. Yeah, he's someone who, for all intents and purposes, I remember the, when I went to quote-unquote main event Raw when you and I were doing main event years ago, he came up to me and gave me a lot of advice via Tommaso Ciampa, so I have a lot of respect for Kevin, always looked out for me, and he is one of those guys you won't like the answer, but he's going to give it to you. He is bluntly honest when it comes to this industry. And that's something that's a quality that's very rare in a lot of individuals. So I'm glad he spoke his mind, spoke the truth, and was very excited to see Kevin have that moment in Dallas. At After the Bell, WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves on Instagram and Twitter that I have rarely been using since I've been gone. My little How do you feel about that, by the way? I feel amazing. I feel absolutely amazing. Are you now going to go on a hiatus? Are you going to keep this up and kind of stay away and only like go on once a, once a week? I mean, I say that from time to time, but then inevitably I get bored and just nah, feel the need enough. to piss everybody off. You can find Vic at Vic Joseph WWE, and you can listen for free on Spotify. Just search after the bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. I want to remind you while I'm at it to head back if you missed it. APA, Eric Bischoff in the archives. Uh, and we'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, more Corey Graves back on Monday Night Raw, <laughs> and more WWE after the bell.